Virgo postpartum quem genuit adorabit. A virgin after giving birth, the one whom she bore, she adored. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Today's feast stands at a crossroads, and there are many aspects of the mystery of faith that come together in it. We're at the beginning of the month of February, which is, for most of us, perhaps one of the more difficult months of the year because it's dark, it's cold, Christmas is over, Easter's a long way away. It's, as I once heard it described, the longest, shortest month of the year. We stand at the threshold of a new year, or a month into it, but most of it still lies ahead, and much of what will happen is unknown. And the long journey of Lent is ahead of us as well. We know that there's a lot that lies ahead, and we can feel a certain amount of trepidation, a certain amount of discouragement even, perhaps, as we look at the darkness around us, both literally and figuratively, the darkness that covers the world in so many ways. And so providentially, at the beginning of this month, in this still rather dark stretch of the year, the Church gives us a blaze of light. The light that appeared in Bethlehem, the light that shone on the Magi in the Epiphany, shines again today in the Temple. She gives us this splendid blessing of the candles to illuminate the darkness, to shed light on the path that lies ahead of us, to remind us that even if the world around us does seem dark, and even if the way ahead of us does seem dark, our Lord has come as the light of the world. Sometimes blazing like the sun, sometimes simply the kindly light amid the encircling gloom that leads us on one step at a time. Our Lord comes as the light to shine on the path that we must walk. He comes to the temple, to the place of worship, to the place of sacrifice. And we see set before us in today's feast the entire mystery of the Most Holy Eucharist. What is the Most Holy Eucharist? It is first and foremost the sacrifice of our Lord upon Calvary, made present in an unbloody manner. And so our Lord comes today to the temple as a sacrificial victim. He is brought to be redeemed by the sacrifice of the turtle doves or young pigeons, but those were only a substitute for the true sacrifice, the sacrifice of the firstborn. God asked that sacrifice of Abraham. Abraham was ready to offer it. At the last minute, another victim was substituted. And the turtle doves were also offered in substitution for the firstborn. But the offering today looks forward to the offering of the firstborn that will be made upon the cross. As we entered the church, we sang Obtulerunt, a responsory in the second mode, which 
to me anyway, brings to mind the other second mode responsory that we'll sing about eight weeks from now on Palm Sunday, Ingrediente Domino in Sanctum Civitatum. The Lord entering the temple as an infant points ahead to the Lord entering the holy city as the victim going to his crucifixion on Palm Sunday. And on this day as well, not only does our Lord begin in a certain way to be presented as a sacrificial victim to his father, but Our Lady begins her co-redemption in earnest, as she is told of the sword that will pierce her soul. She accepts that, she already accepted it implicitly in the Annunciation, but the meaning of it begins to be made more clear to her. And so the sacrifice of our Lord and the co-redemptive sacrifice of his mother are both given a particular impetus in the mystery that takes place in the temple today. This is the most fundamental reality of the Holy Eucharist, the offering of our Lord's sacrifice, a sacrifice in which his mother is always involved. <coughs> the Holy Eucharist is also the means by which our Lord gives himself to the soul in Holy Communion. And the texts of today's Mass provide us with an abundance of prayers that we can say in preparation for and in thanksgiving for Holy Communion, the Office and the Mass of today. Adorn a talamum tuum Sion, adorn, bedeck thy bridal chamber, O Zion, and receive Christ the King. Each of us can say this in our own soul as we prepare to receive our Lord, the bridegroom of our souls. Each of us can say with Simeon, as he takes our Lord into his arms, as we take our Lord into our very bodies, now, Lord, let us, thou lettest thy servant go in peace. There is nothing more that we desire on this earth. That canticle of Simeon could certainly be fittingly said in thanksgiving for Holy Communion each time the Lord appears to us. And we can also say, as we said in the introit, we have received, O God, thy mercy in the midst of thy temple. Simeon's welcoming of our Lord, taking him into his arms, teaches all of us how to recognize our Lord as he appears to us in the Holy Eucharist, how to receive him, and also how to receive him in the members of his mystical body whom we encounter about the monastery throughout the day. St. Benedict gives us the Sushepi must to say when we receive guests. Even though we aren't receiving guests from outside at the moment, we should constantly be receiving one another out of love for Christ. In encountering each brother that we see, saying to ourselves, Sushepi must deus misericordiam tuam. We have received thy mercy, O God, in the person of this brother whom thou sendest to me. Today's feast teaches us then to offer ourselves in sacrifice with our Lord, to receive him, to take him into our arms and into our hearts. And finally, it teaches us to adore him as he continues to abide in the sacrament of his love. Because that's the final word of the responsory we sang last night, the antiphon that we sang, the third nocturne of Matins this morning text that comes over and over again throughout this feast. Post partum quem genuit adorabit. A virgin after giving birth 
The one whom she bore, she adored. Our Lady invites us today to join her in her adoration. The Church calls upon us to receive her along with her Son. Adorn thy bridal chamber, O Zion, and receive Christ the King. Embrace Mary, who is the gate of heaven, for she carries the King of glory of the new light. Adorn thy bridal chamber, O Zion, receive Christ the King, and embrace Mary. With the two of them, offer thyself to the Father. With her, adore the one whom she bore. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.